Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Yeah, it is a final from Milwaukee. Royals are swept out of the Brew City. Oh, man. You know, uh, final score. Let me give you the phone number. Let me do all this first. Final score, Brewers 9, Royals 6. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. If you've listened to this show, if you listen to my on-deck show, you know I'm I'm bumming after this one. Maybe I shouldn't be. I mean, they're 12-30 and on the season. This loss isn't unique. But they're now 1-6 on Sundays. If and when Royals baseball is brought up tomorrow morning on Fesco in the morning or you know, uh, at your office, around the house, it was already going to be a negatively laced conversation. But now you open up the road trip with a sweep. Or you open up the road trip by being swept. That's how the work week is going to start. Man, difficult one today. Now, I mean, not difficult to diagnose. Easy to see why one team is in first place and the other team is in dead last. Pitching. Boy, oh boy. Brewers pitching dominates this three-game series. The Brewers bullpen dominates this three-game series. Royals pitching Blows a lead for the 14th time this season. That's exactly one-third of the games played. Royals pitching has allowed at least seven runs in 15 of the first 42 games. That's more than one-third. Again, the phone line's open for you. 913-586-7610. Shouldn't be disappointed, and yet here I am caring way too much about how you are going to talk about this team. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why it pains me so, and yet here we are. So instead of just sitting here and smashing our head against the wall at another loss as our team falls to a staggering 18 games below 500, 
Let's discuss what actually matters or what we hope matters. Right? How many times have we had the discussion of, oh, okay, it's an evaluation season. You don't have much, if any, pitching. Uh, You're not going to win many games. But the young or younger and still unproven bats in this lineup. Guys that throughout the course of these first 42 games have shown us all signs. Bobby and Vinny, MJ and Garcia, Prado, Massey. Hopefully Drew Waters can join the fray sometime soon. But all of those names, all six of those guys, 25 and under, all of them have done something that I've enjoyed that has encouraged me about the 2024-2025 Kansas City Royals. So that's really the only spot on this team. That's the only bright light in this season of, with, with, with you know, so many dark clouds. That's the one aspect of this team that we can discuss that I think is worthy of evaluation and inspection. And, and looking at their days today, there were some positives, but man, again, a lot of negatives and I guess we should come to expect that when you're dealing with 23, 24, 25-year-olds. Yeah, there's going to be disappointments along the way. It's not going to, you know, Michael Garcia reaches base safely in his first, what, nine games? We knew that wasn't going to last his entire career. He had a rough one today. Back-to-back offers for Michael Garcia. Also a big error in that seven-run third inning is... Garcia doesn't catch the throw from Salvador Perez. It's difficult to get the would-be base stealer if you don't secure the baseball. Now, he was looking upfield before he caught the football, if you know what I'm saying. Baseball sails past Michael Garcia into center field as he's already laying the tag on Christian Yelich. And while he realizes, I don't have the ball, Yelich up makes his way to third base. Nate Eaton uh, overthrows the ball to third as, as he's trying to make up for his awful start to the season with each and every swing, each and every throw. He overthrows it and like seven hops it to Hunter Dozier at third base. Uh, Dozier can't corral it and Christian Yelich, who was just trying to steal second base, the Royals said, let's make it easy for you. Let's allow you to get all the way home yeah a seven run third inning and it was all academic after that sure it's a three run final score a three run deficit in the end nine six brewers win but it was never that close two runs come into score courtesy of solo home runs from hunter dozier and bobby witt jr in the ninth inning but again it was all over but the crying at that point Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Again, that's 913-586-7610. The one bright spot of the younger, still unproven bats, the one bright spot today, a couple of bright spots, actually. Nick Prado, you got to give him some love as he reaches base uh, multiple times, a leadoff single in the second. And a one-out walk in the third. He also makes a sensational sliding catch playing left field. Bobby Witt Jr. deserves a highlight today as he has his second straight multi-hit game. Two-run, two-out double in the second inning to put the team ahead 3-1. And then that two-out solo bomb in the ninth inning, his seventh of the season. 
outside of Bobby and Prado, yeah, yeah, the, the, the negative outweighs the positive. Vinny Pasquantino, 0 for his last 16. He's still getting on base, right? Still drawing a walk here and there, still getting hit by a pitch. So he's still reaching base. It's not a total loss for Vinny. And 0 for 16, that's going to happen to everyone every single season. I'm not at all concerned about the undeniable Vinny Pasquantino. I mentioned Michael Garcia, Michael Massey, Got on base, sure, drew a nice walk in the second inning, but a big strikeout with two on and two outs in the third inning as the Royals were looking to add to their lead. And then MJ Melendez had a, I think you got to say a bad day for MJ, which is strange because he reached base three times. A two-out infield single in the first. A single in the third, a walk in the fifth, but he's picked off as the team is, you know, down, uh, what, four runs, five runs? Yeah, down five runs, and you're getting picked off of first base. That can't happen. Also, a uh, poor play defensively. Now I understand he's still learning out there in right field. Um, but that fly ball that flies over his head off of the bat of Owen Miller, as he's watching it the entire way, man, you got to put your head down and just run. Get to the wall, find your spot, find the ball, make the catch. Easier said than done. I understand that, especially for a guy that is a catcher still learning the position. I'm not saying I expected MJ to make that play, but you're in the big leagues. You're playing right field. Brother, I need you to make that play. So yeah, tough one today. Royals lose 9-6. The record is now 12-30. and uh, On the mound, it was a disaster from Jordan Lyles. I would say the worst starts that he's had in about four years. I think you got to go back to 2019, the last time Jordan Lyles put a final line together as ugly as the one he did today. He gives up seven runs and records seven outs. I mean, what more do you need to know? Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. That's all you need to know. Let's go to Ty in Sedalia. Ty, you're on 610 Sports Radio, hitting leadoff following a 9-6 loss as the Royals are swept out of Milwaukee. Go ahead. Well... I, I kind of expect that we're going to suck this year, but I didn't think it was going to be really this bad. But I think we should expect that when we see a lineup coming out with Hunter Dozier and Nick Eaton coming in the in the lineup, a lot I've been seeing a lot of people have been asking for those two people to get DFA'd. Nick Eaton, if I'm not mistaken, has only two hits this year, and Hunter Dozier's not even hitting 200. It's been a very struggling year, and we had a we have guys on the bench like Matt Duffy who's batting over 300, and it's not an everyday starter. Like, why aren't we starting him? If Where do you I mean, want I him could... to start at every day? Well, we could play him at third and play You'd rather have him at third base every day than see Michael Garcia at third base? Yeah, instead of Hunter Dozier that we had today. Okay, but that wasn't the point. That wasn't the question. No, you don't want Matt Duffy in there every single day because you want Michael Garcia at third, right? Yeah, but I'm fine with, I'm fine with him down at short as well. Okay, no well then where's Bobby Witt Jr. playing? We can play him at DH. So Bobby Witt Jr., you're done with him as a shortstop. Okay, all right, so then you got Prado in left every day and Vinny Pasquantino at first, and you're telling a 22-year-old uh, you're no longer a position player. <laughs> well, we got guys in this lineup I feel like that shouldn't even be in it, like Hunter Dozier, who's been in a slump, and Nick Eaton, 
I mean, it's, they uh, got and good real defense. quick, it, it's Nate Eaton. Uh, Nate, Nate Eaton yeah. and Hunter Dozier. Look, I'm not going to argue on their behalf, uh, but it's not their issue that this team is 18 games below 500. Okay, you take Nate Eaton out of the starting lineup, you take Hunter Dozier out of the starting lineup, you replace him with Matt Duffy and Jackie Bradley Jr. You're telling me that's a much better team? I feel like that'd be a much better team. Matt Duffy's been batting a lot better than Dozier. JBJ's gotten a little bit hot as of lately. I mean, especially that last home stand. I feel like that's a lot better okay. offensively than Hunter Dozier and Nick Nayton. Yeah. Okay. Ty, I appreciate the phone call. I'm frustrated, and I do not want to take that frustration out on you. You are a uh, you're a nice dude. It's a Sunday afternoon. My mom might be listening. Happy Mother's Day, mom. I love you. Mother-in-law might be listening. Happy Mother's Day. I'll see you in a few hours. Um, let's not do this, Kansas City. Let's not lose 9-6 to six where your starting pitcher, who, by the way, of every single qualified pitcher in Major League Baseball, Jordan Lyles is one of only two pitchers in all the sports. Of all the qualified starting pitchers, he's one of only two with an ERA above six. One of only two. His ERA, 7.14. He gave up seven runs and recorded seven outs. And you want to talk about the seven hitter and the nine hitter? Come on, man. Cut it out. Jordan Lyles has given up six or more earned runs in three of his last four starts. And you want to talk about two guys that likely, barring an injury, won't be on the big league roster on June 10th. What are we talking about? 913-586-7610. Let's go to John in Mission. John, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Burn. Hey, John. Uh, Yeah, I just... I just wanted to uh, call and say, when it comes to Nate Eaton, uh, I get the frustration. I mean, the batting average is atrocious, but he still seems like a gamer to me, but he just needs to be wearing a Storm Chasers uniform, not a Royals uniform right now. I'm not ready to give up on the guy. He seems young. He seems like he has heart. I get the frustration with it, but that's the main deal. I get the. I, I would rather have J, see if JBJ can play out in center field. Maybe we can – trade him at the deadline for a prospect. I would say the last caller was talking about Duffy. Give him more run, see if we can get another prospect out of it. You know, our minor league system is kind of garbage right now. We got it, and I get that there's just not much there, so they have all these young bucks up, but I don't want Nate Eaton to get discouraged for it because I I see tools there. I see sometimes it looks like he can do something there. Um, That's the main thing with him. I just... He needs to not be in a Royals uniform right now. He needs to be in Omaha playing so he doesn't get discouraged. Um, anyway, but, yeah, the pitching, that's the number one problem. Our offense is scoring runs. We got to get out. We, you know, it's just, I mean, the pitch count, right? We had their starter in the 70s or 80s in the third inning, and our guy, and Lyles was doing good, and then it just went off the rails. But, anyway, sure I probably did. went over time. So, <laughs> but, anyway, thanks, Vern. No, there's no time limit. This isn't that trivia game from the On Deck Show. If you're kind enough to listen to this program and call into the show, man, time's yours. And you're right, yeah. Uh, Colin Ray, Brewers starter, 
when he finished the third inning, he was at 72 pitches. When this game went to the bottom of the third, their starting pitcher was at 72 pitches and had already surrendered four runs. Royals led 4-1. to one. Jordan Lyles was about to climb the hill for his third inning of work. He had thrown only 23 pitches. And then he climbed up on that launching pad and had nothing. Walks the eight hitter, walks the nine hitter, gives up a single to Christian Yelich. Then all that goofiness happened defensively with Michael Garcia and Nate Eaton. Two runs come in to score. Two more runs come in to score, I should say. Another walk. Finally records an out, but then gives up a single to Rowdy Telez and an RBI double to Owen Miller. And Matt Cotrero says, okay, that's enough. Yeah, 60 pitches, seven runs, seven outs. That's the day for Jordan Lyles. Uh, and you guys, I don't know if you're messing with me on this Nate Eaton stuff, uh, but, but we're, we're doing this every night now, where no matter who the center fielder is, that's the reason, that, that's the biggest complaint. Let's remember, Drew Waters went down at the beginning of spring training. He and Kyle Isbell were going to be your center fielders. Those guys were going to be in the outfield every single day. Waters goes down at the beginning of spring training with an oblique. Kyle Isbell, as you remember, went down a few weeks ago with a hamstring. So it's not as if this team was put together to have Jackie Bradley Jr. and Nate Eaton split time in center field. But what I don't want to get in the habit of is after every game, you call or you text and say, hey, you know what the problem is, Vern? No one's talking about it. Jackie Bradley Jr. That's what we had two days ago. Two days ago, everyone's calling in about JBJ. Uh, put, put, put a younger player in there. Put Nate Eaton in there. Okay, they do that, and now we all are frustrated with Nate Eaton, who, by the way, isn't very young in, in, in the baseball world. Nate Eaton's 26. He'll turn 27 this offseason. And furthermore, again, I, I, I don't know. You know what? You're busy. You got a lot going on in your life. You're not getting anything for Jackie Bradley Jr. Can you I mean, cut that out? You don't trade Jackie Bradley Jr. Well, you can trade him if you want, but you're, you're going to get uh, like one cleat. You know, there's a statistic, uh, adjusted OPS. It's adjusted for the run scoring climate in that era of baseball, adjusted for the stadium. Uh, league average is 100. So an average big leaguer has an OPS plus, an adjusted OPS of 100. Jackie Bradley Jr.'s is 35. What that means is he is 65% worse offensively than the average big leaguer. League average is 100. If you, uh, you know, have a 102 OPS plus, that means you're 2% better than the average big leaguer. JBJ's 35. Not, not his age. That, that's his OPS plus, 35. Furthermore, uh, Matt Duffy. You're not trading Matt. You can trade Matt Duffy, but you're not. You, maybe you get the other cleat. Okay, so in a package, you get JBJ and Matt Duffy. Send us a pair of old cleats. 
Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Now, I, I agree, I don't want Nate Eaton to get discouraged, but newsflash, he's discouraged. I mean, if you've watched his at-bats, if you watch him defensively, everything he does, it's like he's stepping on the gas pedal, standing on it. That's just not the way to play. Now, you got to go hard, right? you got to be aggressive, no doubt, but you got to throttle it back a little bit. Every throw, even if you make a perfect throw, that's not going to change your batting average. I understand that's easy for me to say, sitting here in my perch, but... Yeah, Omaha, whatever. The, the issue is you need Kyle Isbell. You need Drew Waters to return. Waters, by the way, did not play today for the Storm Chasers. Uh, has played in four of the first six games of his rehab assignment. He's one for 18 with four strikeouts. But again, this guy never had a spring training. Let's, let's give him a few more weeks before we hit it. Let's give him at least another week before we start getting even remotely concerned about the 24-year-old Drew Waters. Phone lines are open for you guys. Royals lose 9-6. to six. They're swept out of Milwaukee. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Jake in South Kansas City. Jake, you're up on the postgame show. Go ahead. Yeah, Vern, God bless you. Hang in there. Thank you. <laughs> you got to love these guys, the boys in blue. But I think uh, we got to kind of look upstairs and how we can expect a whole lot of change when the new owner – hires the Tano to the Silver Ranger for the last eight or ten years and really expects any change, I'm not sure, but that's you know, that's ownership and upstairs and but they're responsible for the product on the field. And uh you need to talk to your agent and see if you can get an extra I'd say half a percent for every extra five games they lose and go below 500, it gets harder and harder to do your job as they continue to lose. And they need to lose the gladiator helmet. It's embarrassing. I mean, you're down by five runs, and a guy is throwing, obviously, meatballs, just, you know, for people to make contact and get three outs and win the game. And Dozier hits a home run, and they put this gladiator helmet on him. It's just, it's bizarre, but it's the generation. Yeah. I, listen, I, I don't disagree, um, but I'm also becoming a fuddy duddy. I'm also becoming um, a guy that realizes yeah. just how much older I'm getting than a lot of these kids nowadays. This yeah, is what, this, this is really how they get down man. You with age. It's just, you know, situational awareness when you've yeah, got right. a team as bad as us and you're down by five runs in the ninth inning to do anything to draw attention to yourself is counterproductive. But, yeah, keep up the good work. I've listened to a whole lot of people over the years, and you're as good as they get, brother. Hang in there. (laughs) Good luck. Thank you. Uh, Very nice of you to say. That that means a lot to me. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, listen, I, I don't disagree. You know, the, the whole Homer helmet, all of the, every team has it now, which to me makes it all so very whack. If it's not genuine, if it's not authentic. Now, I know the backstory. Annie Rogers of MLB.com did a great job of 
explaining it and the story behind Alex Zumwalt back in spring and watching Gladiator. And, you know, as, as the team goes through a rough patch, he thinks that's us. And you know, Alex Zumwalt cares about those guys in the in the dugout. I understand why he did it. As you look around the rest of Major League Baseball and every team has one. Every team's having a good time. Um, but yet, Jake, I'm with you. I don't understand it. I, I think most of them are stupid. You know, even the Brewers wearing the cheese head and the fishing thing that the Twins do and the uh, you know samurai helmet that the Angels wear. It's just all. But then, as I say that, I, I start to realize, man, I'm I'm now you know, 20 years removed from this generation or, or, or these kids. I. I don't understand, you know, their haircuts or, you know, a lot of the stuff that they do. But in this social media age, you know, that FOMO, oh, we don't want to be the only ones. And yeah, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I already sound old enough. I already feel old enough. So let's just keep it moving on. 913-586-7610. Royals fall to 12 and 30 on the season. They lose today, swept out of the Bruce City, 9-6, the final score. Let's go to Kevin in Kansas City. Kevin, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hey, uh, and I appreciate that you do this but because I feel like you do it for the average fan. But I, I think we kind of play in to the fans' knowledge of the game too much. Like, for instance, the first caller, like, even if Dozier and Duffy trade positions, that doesn't put us at a five on a ball club. That doesn't fucking help the situation oh, oh, at all. Oh, 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 oh. got to drop that. Got to drop that. Hopefully you got that back there. Yep. Um, Blake, hopefully you got that. If he did not, he, got, he did. He did. Well, then I'll just apologize to the people listening on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Uh, but, hey, you know what? it it um been a lot of losing this season. And as Kevin said, you know, the, the, the show, hopefully, you feel reflected on this show. You know, it's, it is for the fans. And I'm sure if we weren't on the radio and, and, and we were talking to one another, you'd drop a few more expletives. Just can't do it on the radio. I liked where your phone call was going because you know I'm with you. You can't be 12 and 30 and then sit around and talk about the number nine hitter, guys. Yeah, I understand we have the second worst record in Major League Baseball, but if we could just switch out that uh, bench third baseman that we have, that would really unlock everything else. Now, you know what would help? Shoot. I I don't think there is a a fix. Well, I don't know if there ever was the opportunity for a fix coming into the season when you see the offseason moves that were allotted to this front office. Um, it, 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 it just it can't be about Hunter Dozier. It can't be about Nate Eaton. Now, if you want to talk about Kyle Isbell and Drew Waters and Daniel Lynch and Chris Bubich and where this team would be if those four were healthy and producing. Now, I still don't think that's a 500 ball club, but maybe they're sitting somewhere like 18 and 24. 
And that sounds so weird, but man, doesn't that sound like a great record? Oh, to be oh to be eighteen and twenty four. Boy, would that be nice. But you saw it early on where Chris Bubich appeared to be heading. You never know what kind of impact this pitching staff could have made, can still make for Daniel Lynch moving forward. The great finish to 2022 for Drew Waters. Who knows what that could mean moving forward or what that could have meant at the beginning of the season. Maybe things are different if those four guys are healthy. Has nothing to do with Hunter Dozier. Jackie Bradley Jr. isn't here if Drew Waters stays healthy. I can't believe how much we're talking about those guys. Uh, let's go back to the phone calls. Royals lose 9-6. to six. We go to um, Al in Independence. Al, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Josh. How you doing? You got the worst job in baseball. I have to talk about these guys. But uh, I got some ties to the Cubs, and they need some arms in the bullpen. And I was just wondering what you think Scott Barlow could bring. You know, I, I've almost given up on the Royals. I mean, I, I've lived here all my life, loved the Royals. My stepson played with them. But uh, I just I just think that we need to start maybe trading off some pieces that are doing decently early on. Your thoughts, buddy. I'll hang up. Thank you. Appreciate it. A uh, few things to that call. Uh, yeah, and, and by all reports, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reporting first uh, about a week ago that the Royals have already received calls about a role this Chapman. And if last year's any indicator, J.J. Piccolo is not going to be shy on pulling the trigger or being the first to the trade party. So, yeah, a role this Chapman, obviously he's going to be moved. If Amir Garrett can put together a a good stretch, you might be able to garner something for him. Brad Keller maybe could build up his trade value, maybe. Not holding my breath. We'll see him tomorrow, by the way, in the opener of a three-game series in San Diego. Yeah, Scott Barlow, listen. I'm not going to give you what... They should get, or, oh, I I want this, or I want that. You know what I want? I want a good ball player. And that that, that might sound uh, very cop-out-ish. But the cop-out is not spending money as an organization. That's the cop-out. So if you're not going to spend with the big boys, if you're not going to throw your money around, well, then you... I'm allowed to have that cop-out attitude. I'm allowed to say, you know what? I don't care what you get. He just better be good. You got to win trades consistently. Because it's cute to say we're going to model ourselves after the Rays. It's more difficult to actually do it and hit on trade after trade after trade. It's cute to say, oh, we're going to model ourselves after the Guardians. But it's difficult to draft and develop pitching as consistently as they have. So what could they get for Scott Barlow? I don't know. J.J. Piccolo and his front office just just need to make sure it's a quality return. Same with Chapman, same with Garrett, same with Keller, same with Vinny, same with Singer, same with whoever you trade. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. 
And I've really changed my tone on that of late. Because when talking about trading a Chapman or a Garrett, I've, I've been silly enough in the past to say, well, it's only a two-month rental. It's only a three-month rental. How much can you really expect in return? And Royals fans on Twitter and the text line have justifiably called me out and said, hang on, relievers with only two months remaining on their contract three months remaining on their contract, relievers have still brought back a bounty. The the teams trading away those relievers have still won trades in the past. Don't give the Royals front office that pass. And you're right. When they trade Chapman, needs to be the right time and the right return. Again, it's a very difficult job being a general manager. We've talked a lot over the past few days about the passing of Don Deckinger. Just like being an umpire, you're only talked about when you're screwing things up. When you do your job well, it's, yeah, you're supposed to. That's why we pay you. It's the same thing when it comes to a baseball general manager, especially when you're in a small market and your owner appears to be embracing the Tampa, Cleveland model of We'll spend occasionally, but but we're never going to be in the top half of Major League Baseball. We're not consistently going to be in the top half of Major League Baseball. Okay, then. Got to hit on these trades, and you must draft and develop. But yeah, Scott Barlow, and and, and we've discussed the, the Vinny Pasquantino idea, the Salvador Perez, the Brady Singer, the do we really need to blow this thing up and start looking towards 2025, 2026? Let's go to Frank in Overland Park. Frank, you're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals are swept out of Milwaukee. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. Nothing changes if nothing changes. This this applies to life, baseball, anything in life. If you don't, and I'll say it again, if nothing changes, nothing changes. This team or this organization doesn't even have a top 100 prospect. It, it's it's playing bad news bears baseball. They find ways to lose every single every single day, almost consistently. There's a new way that they come up with how to lose a, a baseball game, um, and that has to do with the culture. And that has to do with the organization as a whole. At least a few years ago, you had some you had some uh, glimpse of hope with with the prospects that were coming. And uh, now those pros- prospects are here; they're regressing. Most of them are regressing. They're not playing. They're not forget winning baseball. They're not even playing like decent baseball. Like we're talking like minimal fundamental baseball. Whether it's a base running error, whether it's a walk, whether it's whatever. I mean, whatever they find a way to lose. That's a reflection of the organization. This organization reminds me when Tony Muser was running it, when you couldn't even stand to go out to the ballpark because it was just so easy to watch because they one night, they walk walk guys the next night, the next night the pitching gives up 15 runs, it's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and that is a cultural thing. And until they change the culture inside the organization and until they do whatever, it's not going to matter. So these teams that they're playing are are like the Royals when they were in 14 and 15. When the Royals played – teams like they play now they buried them now we're the team that's getting buried every time because we can't play fundamental basic level high school baseball i mean and that's that's embarrassing as an organization that's embarrassing as a team and i'm sure the guys in the locker room are just as upset and frustrated 
as we are fans watching it, but what are we going to do to get out of the hole? And like I said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So you've got to do something to change this. Otherwise, it's going to be like this for the next two, three, four years. And they, they ain't going to get anybody to go to the ballpark to watch them because no one wants to watch this brand of baseball where you find new ways every single game to lose a game. Frank, great phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, the only thing I would correct you on is, according to MLB.com, they do have one top 100 prospect. Gavin Cross comes in at number 52. Quick update on how Gavin Cross's first full professional season is going. He went two for four today to raise his OPS to 566. That's all right. Uh, rough start. Rough start for the kid. Uh, hit a double today. Again, his batting average is a buck eighty. Yeah, uh, Frank. Here's the thing. And and talking about the prospects, when you look at and this is I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but you look at opening day 2024. Who's in that rotation? Contractually, Brady Singer, Jordan Lyles, Chris Bubich. No, he won't be there. He's just underwent Tommy John surgery. Daniel Lynch, I hope he's there. I hope he's there. But we haven't seen him in the big leagues yet. And J.J. Piccolo said earlier today, we likely won't see him until the end of May. I was hoping to see him in Chicago next weekend. So who's pitching for this team next year? Granky's a free agent, may retire, who knows. Keller's a free agent, I guess he could come back, but... So what do you have? You have Singer and Jordan Lyles. Do we think they're going to go out and sign three free agents? The type of starting pitching free agents that it would require to compete? You're going to have to break off $60 million in, in, in salary next year alone to build the kind of pitching staff you would need. So if you don't feel good about the pitching next year, you know you can't win if you can't pitch. You, you start thinking, are we already punting on 2024? And if that's the case, well, then to go to back to Frank's point, yeah, you got to change something. Put yourself in a better position in 2025. Salvi, Vinny, Brady Singer, you would think. Uh, if not this year at the deadline, which would likely be difficult, this upcoming offseason, maybe one, two, all three of them are moved. 9-6, to six, the final score. Royals drop the finale in Milwaukee and now a somber flight to San Diego as they open up a three-game series with the Padres. Brad Keller going tomorrow night, Brady Singer on Tuesday, and we're still waiting to find out who's going in the finale on Wednesday afternoon. Quick timeout. We are very late for a break. We take it now and get back to your thoughts after this. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Perez drives it deep left center field. Weimer back on the track, looks up, and it's gone. 13 straight games with a homer for the Royals, and who better to reach that mark than number 13? Salvador Perez homers for the second straight game. Today it's in the first inning. And the Royals take a 1-0 lead. Oh, what a terrific call by Jake Eisenberg, as heard here on... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 610 Sports Radio. I mean, a perfect call. For the baseball nerds like me, the numbers nerds like me, the jersey number nerds like me, just a fantastic call by Jake Eisenberg. Yeah, 13 straight games with a big fly by the Royals. Second longest streak in franchise history. Only the 2001 ball club had a longer streak when they went deep in 15 straight back in April of 2001. Uh, Yeah, Salvi puts the boys on the board with that two-out blast in the first inning. It is a very short-lived lead as the second pitch out of the hand of Jordan Lyles was a BP changeup in the middle of the plate to Christian Yelich. So Yelich said, okay, I'll hit that 433 feet, sure. He ties the game up at one. The Royals get two back in the second to take a 3-1 lead thanks to Bobby Witt Jr.'s two-out, two-run double. They get another run. The Royals get another run in the third inning, a sacrifice fly off of the bat of Hunter Dozier, and they're up 4-1. But the Royals would match their largest blown lead of the season, giving it all back in a seven-run third inning. Royals lose 9-6 and are swept out of Milwaukee. 0-3 to start this nine-game road trip. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. As I can't say I predicted or else I would have won money off of it. But as I gave you the heads up, whenever Salvi finds himself on the bench for any ailment, illness, surgery, epidemic, virus, whatever it is, he always comes back stronger. He has blurriness in his left eye. They drain the fluid behind his retina. He gets back in there, hits a home run last night, hits a solo bomb in the first inning. Salvi in the last three weeks is hitting 410. That spans 16 games. Hitting 410 with an OPS near 1,300. Text line 913-586-7610. Text here, interesting question. A question we've actually discussed quite a bit here on the show. And that is pertaining to uh, Salvador Perez. 
The question comes from the 816 and our buddy Stefan. Vern, I know they just put a C on his chest, but given his strong start, what are the odds that the Royals actually deal the great Salvador Perez before the end of the season? I wouldn't say that they're great, as Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic pointed out last week. Contending teams are at times reticent to acquire a starting catcher. Now, maybe a defensive-minded catcher, a guy that's going to get two, maybe three starts a week, but a guy like Salvi, who's you know going to command five out of every seven starts, to bring in a catcher mid-season, learning a new pitching staff, that can be difficult. But to me, Salvi's the exception. The way he loves to work. The way that that would be multiplied if he was surrounded by a winning ball club and a better pitching staff, I think it's more possible than some are leading on. It would make more sense to do it in the offseason, especially when you look at this Royals organization and their lack of depth when it comes to catching. Not that many teams could replace a Salvador Perez offensively, defensively, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. Doing it in the offseason, I think, would be a lot more likely. But to trade Salvi in season, I would say those odds right now would be, if you're doing the betting odds, I'll say uh, plus 700. To do it in the offseason, uh, plus 450. That's my opinion. Royals fall 9-6. to six. They open up a three-game series in San Diego tomorrow night, 8.40 for the first pitch. I'll be on the air with the on-deck show beginning at 7.30 with your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Royals take on Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and the Angels on Father's Day. I don't know how many people are going to be listening tomorrow night at 7.30, so if you want a chance to win tickets... You're going to have pretty good odds, speaking of. You're going to have pretty good odds. I can't imagine that many people are going to be dialed in that late on a Monday night. So, little heads up, set an alarm on your phone right now. Be listening tomorrow at 7.30 for your chance to win those tickets. Let's go to Charlie in Gladstone. Charlie, I appreciate you calling up. How you doing? I'm doing great. I have a quick memory and, and a quick uh, serious question. My okay. mother has been gone many years, but always on Mother's Day, she wanted us to uh, take her to a Royals ball game. We saw a lot of good ball games. We saw a lot of bad ones. We saw some great ones. But it's always been a great memory of mine, the Mother's Day at the Royal Stadium. Beautiful. Uh, now, uh, the uh, question I have is, how in the world did Jordan Lyles have a complete game in his previous start and then now give up seven runs and has also given up other six runs? What is the technical aspect of his game that allows him to be dominant at one time and then fail terribly at another. I'll listen for your answer off the air. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have a good answer for you other than that's baseball. And when, you know, appreciate the phone call, but but when you throw a uh, hundred and how many pitches did he get up to? 112 pitches. There's going to be some carryover effect. I certainly didn't expect him to be at his sharpest. But but you know, seven outs, that's all you were able to record. You gave up seven runs along the way. And he had nothing in the third inning. You know, that's what's even more perplexing about it. Uh, sure, he, he got 
burn against the first batter. Yelich tattooed that 0-1 changeup. But then he retires the next six, needing just 21 pitches to retire the next six batters that he faced. And then shows up in the third and can't find the strike zone to save his life. Walks three of the first four that he faces, and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, I I certainly am not uh, bright enough when it comes to pitching mechanics to identify what the issue was for uh, Jordan Lyles today. I mean, I can look at the same numbers that everyone else is seeing. You see that the fastball velocity was down both for the four-seamer and the sinker. Put those together. You know, if you don't have your fastball, everything else plays off of the old number one. So, yeah, if you don't have your your baseline pitch, it's, it's difficult to get them chasing after that slider. Or sweeper. Royals lose uh, nine to six, and yeah, you start to dive into the numbers of uh, you know the spin on his pitches today, down across the board. You know, through a lot of changeups, well, thirty-eight percent of his pitches today changeup. So yeah, again, all that tells me is he didn't have command of his fastball. And then you're just fighting for your life. And what's working? The changeup is working. That's all I got. So that's all I'm going to throw. And you're facing big league hitters. You're facing a first place team. You start throwing meatballs up there. They're going to do damage on it. Let's go back to the text line. The J Southland Toe Service text line from the 913. Vern, I wish Jordan Lyles could be Wade Davis. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I wish everybody on the pitching staff was Wade Davis. Don't we? Hey, was it me? I don't know if you guys were watching the game. Is it me or does Jesse Winker look a lot like Bubba Starling? Royals record is now 12 and 30. We'll take our final timeout. Get back to your thoughts after this. Chiefs fans, this is Trent McDuffie, and you're listening to 610 Sports Radio. All right, it is a final from Milwaukee. Royals drop the finale and are swept out of the Brew City. 9-6 is the final score. They'll open up a three-game series in San Diego starting tomorrow night. I'm guessing that we're good and on the air and ready to go back to the phone calls and talk with Brian in Lenexa. Brian, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Uh, I actually made all three of uh, this uh, waste stand and uh, the stadium was pretty nice, and it was nice to see Salvi uh, mash a few home runs, and I was a little bit scared Salvi wasn't going to get to play today, but uh, he got in there and done his job, and our bats uh, came in pretty late and couldn't exceed. So what? What you didn't like the stadium? It was all right. A few features uh, had me not going as well. Uh, the slide was pretty cool, but um, – not Did you good try location. the stadium sauce? Did you have a brat with stadium sauce on it? I had a regular hot dog. I'd give it a seven. Yeah, you got to get it. Got to get a brat. Got to get a brat. Go somewhere else. Go to Sobelman's if you're there. Go get a burger at Sobelman's. You'll love it. Okay, I'll make sure to. All right, brother. Thank you very much for the phone call, Brian. Yep, see ya. Yeah, Salvi puts on a show as he always does. Also takes a beating as he always does. Got hit in the hand again with a baseball bat. Kept playing. And that was just the worst inning maybe of the season. That seven-run third. Uh, Two errors turning into a pair of runs. 
Three walks turning into a trio of runs. Salby taking a baseball bat off the left hand. Salby also got a foul ball right off the forehead. And yet he's one of three Royals with a multi-hit effort. It's Salvi, Bobby, and MJ Melendez goes two for three. And since the final day of April, MJ's hitting 320 with an OPS of 895. That covers his last 14 games. Let's go to the J Southland Toe Service text line. From the 913, Vern, did Dayton Moore hire J.J. Piccolo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go way back. Uh, but they are different people, right? Obviously, John Sherman views them as, as different people. I, I view them as very different people. From the 913, Vern pitching is the big difference between this team and some of the good Royals teams from the past. The position players are not the problem. Now, they could be better, but they are not the problem. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, they, they need uh, they need more pitching than they need hitting, but but neither is championship caliber. The the pitching, the hitting, the defense, the base running, none of it. Uh, pitching is the worst of the four, but it's it's all pretty bad. That's how you end up with a record uh, 18 games below 500 uh, just at the quarter pole of the season. Let's go back to the J Southland Toe Service text line. Dan and KCK spreading some love for Salvador Perez. Raj in the Ozarks write in, writes in and says, Vern, that third inning was not Major League Baseball. And what is the gladiator helmet they're talking about on the radio? Is it a construction or a safety hard hat? Well, Raj, I'm pretty sure you're being sarcastic and you're poking fun at the second-worst team in Major League Baseball celebrating a home run when they're down four runs. Uh, but no, it's a real, apparently heavy, I haven't held it, because um, again, not a big fan. Um, but no, it's like a real gladiator helmet. Joey in Grain Valley, I know we're all hoping for a better outcome in San Diego. Terry in Green Bay is wondering how we were so off in evaluating these players. Well, you know, again, this evaluation season really came down to you know, 12 guys, 12 guys that you were interested in evaluating over the course of 162. Sadly, here at the quarter pole, a third of those dozen players have already seen their season come to an end or have yet to see their season start up. I'm talking about Bubich, Lynch, Isbell, Andrew Waters. Uh, my game notes following this 9-6 loss are presented by Jay Southland Toe Service. A nice bounce back inning for both Josh Stalmont and Carlos Hernandez. Scott Barlow throws a scoreless eighth inning, and he now has not allowed a single run in any of his last eight appearances. Yeah, over that time stretch, Scott Barlow's thrown eight and two-thirds innings, striking out 14, walking a pair, and scattering just four hits. Scott Barlow pitching very well. On the offensive side of things, Nick Prado, since being recalled, hitting 377 with an OPS near 1100 but the story of the game of course Jordan Lyles who now falls to a big league worst 0 and 7 the Royals have lost all nine of his starts 
to start the season. He's the first pitcher in Royals franchise history to accomplish that unwanted feat. Royals lose 9-6, to a, a tough way to celebrate Mother's Day in Kansas City. I just got a video saying that uh, my mom's out with the sisters having a good time. So she's not listening, and yet I'll still tell her that I love her, still tell mother-in-law that I love her as well, and I'll see her coming up in a little bit. I did want to allow Blake Schneiders, who's doing a terrific job on the ones and twos back at the studio to crack open the mic. Blake, just in case mom is listening, what would you like to say to your mother on this Mother's Day? I appreciate that, Vern. And I want to give a big shout out to my mother, Sandy Schneider. She's been my 100% biggest supporter my entire life. Um, she has been with me through sports, you know, supporting my, my you know, producing and radio career. So, Sandra, just want to tell you I love you and happy Mother's Day. Isn't it weird saying your mom's name? Very much. Just period, not calling her mom. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, way to go, Blake. All right, Royals, uh, not so much, but still, call your mom on the flight to San Diego, guys. I'm, I'm sure you're doing that. Royals lose 9-6, to six and it sets up game one of a three-game series in San Diego tomorrow night. West Coast baseball, let's get weird. Let's get weird on a Monday night. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show beginning at 7.30. Post-game show, you know, around 11, 12 o'clock. Freaks come out at night. Uh, maybe we'll have a drink or two on the show. No, no, I'm just joking. Well, we won't do that. Hopefully they get a win. We'd really enjoy a win. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. Take care. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seven strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programs. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.